Hello friends, it's Phil and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may have um, come to realise I have a little bit of a fascination with food and food production and systems and um, Facebook and Twitter and let's just say the whole digital ecosystem. I have a little bit of a fascination. But look, I have a little bit of an update. Is uh, My fascination with kitchens and kitchen systems is, on Friday, going to reach a whole new level. A whole new level. Uh, so let's just say over the last um, six weeks, I've been spending some of my time trying to build, uh, let's say, a mental analogy of how systems within kitchens can teach me something about systems that we can build through digital assets. And the simple kind of analogy is, is that kitchen systems and I do have this fascination with the Big Mac, uh, kitchen systems have a collection of ingredients that delivers this thing. And in the case of a Big Mac, there are six components that deliver a Big Mac. But <clears throat> uh, so recently I've been spending, say, a collection of my working hours learning about kitchen systems. And earlier this week, I thought, I need to take this learning to a whole new level. And uh, I reached out to a, let's say, a local Michelin-style restaurant, a one-star Michelin-style restaurant. Um, and if you don't know anything about Michelin stars, is a Michelin-style restaurant is classed as one of the highest standards of food you can you can have you can enjoy and michelin star kitchens from my current perception are environments of huge investment in order to get the system the kitchen system to work deliver to deliver this completely brilliant delivery this final thing so my analogy I keep harping back to but the Big Mac thing those kitchens in McDonald's are hugely invested environments that deliver this one product let's just say the burger or this fillet of fish or the other things um, but I'm taking my referencing and my learning from that through to this middle market and now I'm looking to seek more knowledge in the Michelin star universe. And I will circle back on that experience and tell you how it's gone after I've done it, because I'm expecting something really tight. I'm expecting something really deep. I'm expecting something with maximum precision. I'm expecting detail. I'm expecting clarity and communication and passion all of the assets that a really good 
brand operating in the digital ecosystem has. Do you get the sort of analogy? Hopefully you get the analogy I'm working on. Learn in one place that seems very functional and then apply it to a digital universe. I think the analogy is very, very similar. There's certainly the outputs of a brilliant system thinking marketing strategy can deliver the perfect online digital experience. In a similar way, a brilliant kitchen can deliver the perfect food. Anyway, we'll find out what happens. That's going to happen this Friday. Today is currently Wednesday, so I will circle back on a couple of episodes and tell you exactly how that goes. Wish me luck because I am going to have to be in the zone to deliver, I believe. Anyway, um, the other thing I thought I'd go on to chat about for a few minutes is my troubles with Facebook. Now, keep in mind that over the years, um, particularly four years ago, um, I was part of a very small team that built an audience on Facebook of some 21 million people engaged in a brand, the brand ginfestival.com. And um, Facebook's changed so much since then. It's had so many tweaks and so many changes and so much changing of the algorithm and so many people have left and there's been problems with privacy and tracking and everything else and i still love twitter for what it does sorry facebook for what it does or meta for what it does because it links directly to instagram and whatsapp but the the thing is there's not enough of my friends on facebook or enough connections that i know on facebook or there's not enough content that is relevant to me or the way the content's being delivered to me is changing and maybe I need to change with it but I think Facebook is Facebook right Facebook isn't TikTok and it's so important that Facebook remains Facebook but kind of gets back into what it needs to be and let's just say I am I, I ran this experiment for a number of weeks where I passively disengaged from Facebook just to see what happened with my experience when I went back. And I said a couple of weeks, uh, sorry, a couple of podcasts ago that actually I'd gone back onto Facebook and rediscovered all my friends because they're at the top of the timeline. But I went back again a couple of days after that experience and found that everyone had disappeared again into a massive timeline stack of suggested content, adverts, suggested content, adverts, stuff, random stuff, stuff, and some friends content. And I really don't think that Facebook's got its content engine really working correctly because those two experiences for me were completely different one i was happy to see that my friends had re-engaged with me and then the second time i was a bit disappointed that i'd been monetized again but it shouldn't surprise me it shouldn't surprise me but it's in this learning that i kind of go 
how do you I kind of get as a business how you can place yourself in the in the timeline. But the thing is is that how does how does someone engage with the timeline if it's only full of suggested content and adverts? Because Facebook's never been like that. Dunno. Gonna keep learning about Facebook, see whether it moves on a bit. Uh, with a revisit or maybe it's just sitting still at the moment don't know now the other thing is if you've listened to some of the previous podcasts some of the other previous podcasts because we're now up to episode 50 by the way i have on occasions spoken about twitter i've probably spoken about twitter as an advocate for its success and i've probably spoken about elon in the context of you have to break things in order to fix things and I've never really sort of been politically governed to say what I believe Elon's doing and how he's doing it is right, just for reference. But what I have said before is that Twitter will exist. It will become something new. That's a given. It's a given. And I did say a few weeks ago that it would take about eight weeks for the disruption, for the change for the reset to be completed before things move on. Because I think uh, experience has taught me, and I've been involved in a big dot-com back in the day, where changes do have to be pushed really hard. They are very, very disruptive, but they do settle down after about eight weeks. And earlier this week, Elon announced on Twitter that he was going to stand down as CEO on the basis that he put a vote in to Twitter to say, shall I stand down or shan't I stand down? And I will stand by your, by your word, by the word of the masses. And the results today, and it's now probably about five days afterwards, that is the results are 57% want Elon to go as CEO. Hurrah. He was expecting that. It was all part of the plan. It's all part of the eight-week plan. And he has now four weeks to announce the new CEO, who I reckon has been on the flanks for a long, 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 long time. Who would be mad enough to do that job, Elon has said. Well, there is someone mad enough to do it because there is a great innovator out there somewhere in the flanks, possibly inside of the Twitter team that has rumbled through the last eight weeks, has been probably part of the architectural team of that rumbling and will just gradually evolve out, gradually. Because it was a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, really, when Elon said, shall I go as CEO? Because it's a kind of Twitter's that environment, the chances are because of all the disruption that he's been caught or creating, it was inevitable that basically a majority of people would say, we want it to sell down, mate, so it's best time you go. He was just waiting for the time and the best time is before the 12 weeks are up. So I'm pleased to say that my, my insight into the strategic planning of Twitter so far is correct 
There is a lot to play out yet with Twitter, and I'm not informed by anyone other than instinct, observation, and a deep understanding of Twitter. But it will survive. It will survive. And it will become something huge. I'm absolutely sure. I don't know what it's going to become yet. And I can't really comment. Because I haven't got enough deep knowledge into what it could be. I know what it does. But let's just say for now, Elon is doing exactly the right things to keep the enterprise going. But he knows he's not the right man for the big job. The big job of its future. Anyway, look, uh, that's it for today. I'll keep you posted on the uh, Michelin star system experience. Um, so circle back on the podcast in a couple of days uh, and I'll tell you how that goes. And oh, by the way, this is episode 50, which means that this has been going for about 50 odd days because I think I've only missed out a couple of days in those 50 days. Um, thank you for listening, whoever you are. And stick with me and let's see what the future brings. Let's see what story evolves from DX3 and this podcasting journey. Anyway, thanks for listening. Take care. Catch you soon. ta